Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Broto Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up to the minute TD updates on game day and up to the minute start sit decisions. And of course, youtube.com slash brotofantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. We are pulling back the steel curtain to expose the fantasy attributes. Big Ben. I'm pointing at Big Ben. That's right. Of the Steelers. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brother, Michael Petropoulos, so, and my brother, Jason Petropoulos. So. We are the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are going to be looking at the Steelers in our special uh, Summer Heat Wave edition, one team per day, every single day in August, and one day in Carpe July. Carpe diem. Um, so the we're going to start with the offensive la- outlook, as we always do. The offensive la- outlook takes a look at the coaching staff, and he changes and what we can expect from the offense. Uh, the head coach of the Steelers has been the same for, it seems like, t- 297 years. Who's that? Mike Tomlin. Yes. But the offensive coordinator— He just got an extension as well, well another did. year. And the off- but the offensive coordinator is brand new. He's the second-year OC. In his, first ha- in his first season after an in-house promotion, Big Ben led the league in pass attempts, pass completions— Passing yards, all these were also career highs, and they were tied for first in the NFL with Green Bay for highest percentage of passing plays. So, Mike Munchak is gone as well. Yes. Which hurts a bit. So, it's a brand spanking new system, a brand spanking new Steelers team. So, let's get it started right away with the quarterback. Big Ben had his best fantasy season last year, statistically, had one of his best seasons overall. Um, With that being said, he is being drafted around the 11th round right now. Is Big Ben a good value, and do you believe in him without Antonio Brown? Because if you take a look, and shout out to the fantasy footballers for this, if you take a look at Big Ben's numbers compared to Derek Carr's numbers, pre-AB, both of them, they're kind of similar. Now, I should let you know about this, 10 years ago, different type of league, so take that with a grain of salt. And different Big Ben. And, And a different Big Ben. Yeah, so Michael, what do you say? Look, Big Ben threw for five thousand yards last season on a ridiculous six hundred seventy-five attempts. That's a that's you can't expect that Honestly. again. So you can't expect him to end as QB three again. But nobody is drafting him as a QB three again. He's being completely discounted back to where you would expect Big Ben to be. So there's no risk in drafting Big Ben. Agreed. If you draft him, expecting him to put up five thousand and six hundred seventy-five attempts, probably not going to happen. But you're drafting him at his basically his floor. 
because people are that far off Big Ben now after last season's explosion. And there's no reason to think that the Steelers' offense still isn't going to be a pass-heavy offense. And they're still not going to be in games where they're going to need to pass. And they're still not going to have weapons to throw to. Connor was effective out of the backfield. Juju's an absolute monster. Washington and Moncrief on the outside now. Vance Refrigeration should take a step up. He still has a bunch of weapons. No more Mike Munchak, so if the running game is slow, they're going to have to pass again. I mean, you're drafting Big Ben at such a discount that you're basically getting quarterback one for free. One question, though. Anomaly last year or a pattern that will continue to grow? The home road splits? Yes. That Big Ben was actually good on the road last year. Because yeah. in his in his That was random. Yeah, in his career, much better at home than on the road. So then you you get another quarterback for his road games. That's what I'm saying. Either way. If you get like a Jimmy G. Yeah, who was who did you mention that was the best on the road? That was better on Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Pat Mahomes. You gotta be you gotta be You're great really to be better on the road. I'll take a look now who else was good on the road. Um, while you do that, let's move on a little bit. You guys mentioned a little bit of the uh the wide receiver weapons. Let's go to the wide receivers. I'm going to let Michael take over on Juju. Um, I'm not even going to say anything. Juju Smith-Schuster. Michael, take it away. I've been... I've talked about Juju probably on every podcast already. He's every single... Go, I, I think it's been every single one. He's going to go 100, 1,610 easily this season. All right? So, easily. sign me up for Juju. Yes, easily. Dude, <laughs> he's a beast. No denying that. The thing he did... The things he's done in his first two seasons, and he's only 23 years old, is literally historic. Like, he's on a Hall of Fame route. Very simple as that. And people are saying, oh, Juju's a slot receiver. So, 10 10 touchdowns, that's too much. We've gotten that a few times. He was second in the league with 16 red zone receptions last season. The Steelers know what they're doing. The Steelers know what type of weapon they have. The Steelers no longer have Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go absolutely insane this season. Do you think that there is a is a situation where no, you know I'm going to ask where he doesn't live up to the hype? No, that oh. <laughs> look you said he was targeted 16 times in the red zone. That's probably because Antonio Brown was being doubled in the red zone the whole time. So is there a situation where the the attention that Antonio Brown was getting actually falls on Juju's shoulders and Juju struggles a bit? For sure, that could happen. Oh, it always. There's always some growing pains a bit trying to take over the number one spot, but I think Juju's certainly up for the task. Now, Juju has played in the slot 55% of the time last year, so definitely a slot receiver. Um, So it looks like there's some wide receiver spots that are open on the outside. A couple of guys that could take this spot. Dante Moncrief, 21 career touchdowns, so he's one of those guys that could take some red zone targets away from Juju. Another guy, Justin Washington, second-round pick of the Steelers. James Washington, excuse me. Justin, shout out to Justin Wash, Justin Washington, one of our one of our good good fans and friends. Um, uh, so second round pick, the Steelers always draft well, especially at wide receiver. Won the Bolitnikoff Award for best wide receiver in the in the nation in 2007 at Oklahoma State. He was a non-factor last season, sure, but this is kind of what the Steelers do. They draft a guy, they develop him for for a year, they get rid of the guy in front of him, and then they say, here, take over. Well, then, why'd they get Deontay Johnson? Or Dante Moncrief. I mean, you, you need, to, you need to fill out the rest of the roster. I think Moncrief is a very good value. He's yeah. only 25 years old. He's a guy, you hear him, you think old. He's 25. He just had some injury woes. But we've seen him do it before. He had 10 touchdowns in a season that was cut short by injury when he was with Andrew Luck. Um, he's opening camp as the starter uh, over Washington. All reports have been good about him. I like Moncrief. I don't care what anyone says. I shot up the ADP for Dante Moncrief. 
Like two months ago, I said Dante Moncrief is a huge steal. And then his draft stock has gone up like four rounds since then. So now his draft, uh, his draft capital is interesting. But look, he's 25 years old. He's going to be 26 once the season starts. Like Jason said, he's shown flashes. James Washington, too, he's not super fast. He didn't test very well. Yes, he had some amazing college production. Guess how tall James Washington is? Six foot. He's 5'11". Maybe. People act like he, he's like this huge receiver, too. He's not. But on Tinder, I'm six foot. <laughs> he's not this huge, like, big-bodied receiver. or And he's also not this super fast receiver. They also da- drafted Deontay Johnson, who I don't think really has a big impact as a rookie unless maybe the second half he takes over, kind of like Juju did his rookie season. I, so in the first half, I don't think he's worth drafting right away in no, shallow leagues. No. And James Washington is just... He didn't do anything really even good last season. I'd I'd prefer to take a shot on Monk. I think people well. are sleeping on James Washington. I think that I think he's being severely slept on. I mean, at his ADP, I can see why you take the shot. It's not like he's being overdrafted or anything. I just prefer to wait two rounds and take Moncrief. Yeah. I I mean with right now we're we're listening to this and we think Moncrief is the superior talent, so that's why we're going with him. But you need to monitor how these guys play. Uh, throughout the preseason because if one of them takes the job over the other one that is all of a sudden because let's say James Washington does beat him out all of a sudden you guys are looking at James Washington a whole lot Moncrief did start in the first couple days of training camp just I don't see Moncrief losing his job he's always been good at just health that's the issue I'm a big fan of Moncrief I think he's going to be good too Ryan Swisser probably isn't in the fantasy mix so let's move over to running back James Connor you know what I'm going to let Jason take this one over because Jason's been on the Connor train for the longest. James Connor, the motherfucking workhorse. Yo, yesterday, no lie. No lie. No, the, earlier this morning, we are in another uh, one of these professional leagues called the Raz Bowl. Shout out to the Raz Bowl. And, <laughs> and, um, and Jason said, man, I got the, what, what pick do you have? The eighth? Five. The five? He said, I might reach for James Conner at five. So that shows you how high Jason is on James Conner. So tell people why. There's no reason not to be. That's why. Through Last year, he was second in the league in broken tackles. He played 13 games. Those first 13 games, he was first in the league in broken tackles. People are talking about how they took Benny Snell. Guess what? He's just depth. Yeah. So You need backup running backs. People always assume that when people teams draft running backs, it's because they want them to replace the guy. No. Because Connor was hurt last year, and Jalen Samuels isn't a real running back. What, one second before you go on, another thing that people have to be aware of, and we're here to look out for you on Brodo Fantasy. Yo, when you're talking about uh, a running back and running back draft capital, all of a sudden people are like, "Oh, he, they spent a fourth round pick on him. He's definitely gonna play." Still a fourth round pick, man. Still a fourth round pick. Yes, I would say third round is the cutoff for running backs. If it's a third round pick or more, then you take note. Um, but so I don't even think Benny Snell is good. Jalen Samuels isn't a real running back. That's why they brought in Snell. They talk about how the Steelers brought in Jalen Samuels' college coach. All right, fine. Samuels was stuck behind Naheem Hines in college. So and he wasn't used that. as a running back and in college. He was mostly used as a tight end. Exactly. So what do we have with James Conner? We have one of the highest-rated PFF running backs. We have a guy who's had 1,500 scrimmage yards and 13 touchdowns in 13 games. We have a guy who was better than Le'Veon Bell in the first the first half of last year because he wore off a bit. First half of last year, he was better than Le'Veon Bell ever was with the Steelers. The thing is, 
he probably wasn't used to the conditioning. If you see him now, he's a beast. People always look at combine numbers. He's a beast now if you look at him. He's a completely different person. Yeah, he was going through cancer back in the day when that was happening. And he's just Shout a beast out to in him. general. Anyway, uh, just real quick, Rashard Mendenhall, 1,350 yards and eight touchdowns back-to-back years. So it's a Steelers running back. It's easy. Rashard Mendenhall sucked. James Conner is nice. Just draft James Conner. <laughs> uh, let's go over to tight end. Vance Refrigeration. Vance Refrigeration, baby. We got uh, Timmy yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, Timmy just started now. watching The Office. I did. Woo! Yes. Uh, Steelers have the highest number of passes vacated by any team in the league this year. I think Vance benefits from that greatly. Um, no more Jesse James. Ended as a tight end 11. What do you guys think about Vance McDonald? Draft him. If you're waiting on tight ends, draft him. He has... He, I, he went, what, last year he went uh, 604. Big upside. I could easily see him going at least 805 last with all year, the vacated targets. Last year, McDonald and James combined for 80, 1,033, and 6. Uh, and our one injury away player, I'm going with Jalen Samuel. I think he gets the shot if there's no uh, James Conner. I agree with Samuels. I think he's a better play than Snow. I'm going Deontay Johnson. Hmm, interesting. Uh, you could find us, all of us, uh, continuing Michael, you can find that at Michael underscore Patrop. Mike underscore Patrop. At Mike underscore Patrop. Patrop. I'm going to get it right one day. Jason Patrop and at Tim Patrop on all social media, social media outlets. Don't forget, BrotoFantasy.com. At BrotoFantasy on all social media outlets. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. The next time we come at you, we come at you with the Ravens. We can't wait. Oh, we'll yeah. see you tomorrow. Peace out. Later. Later.